0: Join
1: Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's
0: History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at com slash purpose. What up, everyone? Welcome
1: back to the Bella's Podcast. We're back with part two of the Baby Daddy Edition. And this week, we got my baby daddy, Daniel Bryan, in the house. Plus, my little buddy makes his podcast debut. So without further ado, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Bree.
2: And I'm Nicole. And this is the Bella's Podcast.
1: Brian, are you farting?
2: No, I'm pretending to be Nicole. That's why I got all that gas.
1: You're not Nicole.
2: Okay, you got me. It's Brian.
1: (laughs) Well, you guys know what that means. It's time for opening up. So let's pop that bottle. Well, today we are opening up with Brian's, I feel like your favorite drink of the summer. Right? It's been your favorite drink of the summer?
2: Uh, it's been the one I've drank the most, yes. probably. Besides and, just water.
1: And it's obviously non-alcoholic because Brian doesn't drink, but it's grape, Zevia, Zevia, right?
2: Zevia, yeah. Soda. Grape, Zevia, soda. So I've been really trying to limit my sweet intake. And yeah. so this just satisfies that, that little bit of urge.
1: To be honest, the cream soda one does it for me too. Yeah. But then I always end up wanting a cookie or something. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it doesn't help that much. But um, so this week is Brian and our week. So you heard last week from Nicole and Artem, but um, we are taking over the Bella's podcast this week. So it's going to be everything Brian and I and us being parents to two kids. Isn't it crazy, Brian? Like we have kids.
2: It's so crazy. Like, there's no way I'm responsible enough to be a dad. Yes. Except I am. But I'm like, but I'm not. Mentally, I don't feel it. I don't feel mentally mature enough.
1: See, I I feel like you're more mature than me. For sure. To be a parent. For sure. 100%. (laughs) But what I find weird now is when I text people, I'm like, you know, I'll just have to get the kids ready or I'm, I'm with the kids. And that feels weird. Because it was always like, oh, I'm with Bird. I'm with Bird. I'm with Bird. Now I say kids.
2: Yeah. So I just had to call with WWE and they called me and I didn't get back to them for two hours because it's just like, hey, dealing with kids.
1: (laughs) It's not just one.
2: Dealing with two. Two.
1: It adds a whole new world. And we're going to tell you all about our new world. So Brian and I, so as you guys all know, obviously we have the sweet little boy, Buddy, who's named after Brian's dad. And I have to say, we've been really lucky. Obviously, you heard from Nicole and Artem and poor little Mateo with his colic. Like, we've been lucky because Buddy is his daddy. He is a mini sloth baby. Wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, he's pretty great.
1: He is. We've been really like Bertie was really good. But Buddy is like calmer. And I didn't think that was possible.
2: He's calmer, but he has presented some problems for you. well, because he's a he's a milk monster,
1: you guys. And I told you a couple weeks ago, Nicole and I both have...
2: monster. Yeah,
1: it's still bad. Last night, I'm not kidding, he woke me up every two hours to eat. And he's actually five weeks now. And I was like, there's no way you're hungry. Like, I just fed you. And you know, as a mom, like, you breastfeed and then I'll change his diaper and I'll rock him. It's a whole process, but he's already in his sleep mode, right? So I'm just looking at the clock. So really, I'm only getting like an hour and a half or an hour of sleep. But every two hours last night, like my boobs are scared of him. My nipples kind of hide.
2: Yeah. Uh, I Bree had told me about that and I literally got the image and I told you about it of him um, sucking and then just sucking your nipples straight off. And it just being in his mouth and him being surprised by it. And (laughs) And I'm surprised. And
1: you're both surprised. Actually, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, of course you took my nipple off my body. What else? (laughs) But it's funny because, you know, Birdie was just so different. Like, I feel like I had a reminder to eat or it just felt different. I didn't have to. It just felt easy. It's
2: just, it's been three years. Yeah. Maybe it's that. You forget the hard things. And that's, I think, that's nature's way of getting us to have a, uh, a second baby. Right, like that's, you forget all about yeah, the hard you times, you forget all the hard times, and you just remember, Oh, remember, she was so cute when she did this. And like,
1: is that why they call it mommy fog? Yeah, you're just in a fog, so you won't remember.
2: Yeah, the good times for sure outweigh the bad times, but that doesn't all parents out there know there are definitely hard times, you know, and yeah. especially this modern world where you have very little surrounding help.
1: That's true, and I think too because of COVID, you know. Everyone always has all these, you know, at least Nicole and I did, all these dreams of how our pregnancy was going to go and how even just the first couple months of having these little boys by having all this help, I was like, Brian, I would love us to have a nutritionist. I would like to get a postpartum doula and then, you know, nothing happens. But the one good thing is Brian and I, you know, as a married couple and as parents, we really were like, okay, we have to put the kids first. So what kind of schedule do we do? And we came up that Brian's been sleeping in the guest room and he's on Bertie's schedule.
2: Because- Except for when Nicole was staying with us. And, and then, then I was he- sleeping on the floor. <laughs>
1: Bless your heart, by I the way. I was sleeping
2: on the floor. I know. Somebody who's had neck surgery and has been <laughs> wrestling for over 20 years was sleeping on the floor. With the dogs. I, with the dogs. Literally, <laughs> I was sleeping with the dogs.
1: Ten nights.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was in so much pain. I am. I'm still recovering from that pain.
1: Nicole owes you a massage, by the way.
2: She doesn't owe me anything.
1: Yeah, she needs to give you a spa day package.
2: No, she doesn't owe me anything.
1: But so Brian and I thought, okay, let's make it easy. So Brian's on Birdie's schedule because it's already a big change for her. COVID's been a big change for her, not going to school and all her fun little classes. And then having Artem and Nicole have a baby and that attention go away and then us having one. And even though she's obsessed with Buddy, you know, it's hard when it's all about you and then now you're sharing it all. So we're like, we want Brian to be able to have all the attention and energy for her. And it's really funny because I see all these parents post about homeschooling and how awful it is. And I'm like, I think my husband's the only man in the world who buys all this homeschooling stuff when our daughter's really not an age where she needs to be. He does it for fun. I love it. Oh, he's, uh, you guys, I love it. you have to see the stuff. He's a- <laughs> laminated, all the different charts. It's not
2: laminated. What it's is it? It's just laminated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's laminate. confusing
2: illuminate with laminate.
1: <laughs> you know, tomato, tomato, the same thing, right? <laughs> but I have to say, it's been amazing because Brian's really taken control with Bird and it's allowed me to just give all my attention to Buddy. Now, I obviously have my little times with Birdie throughout the day and I, you know, I make sure I give her all the attention, but it's really kind of helped me not be so stressed out.
2: Well, and we're also very lucky because I got paternity leave in my contract. Right. So like having this time at home, knowing that I, I get to be at home, and that's where we're very lucky as a couple because like both of us are at home right yes. now. It's not like one person having to go. And I, I have infinite... Respect for most parents out there. A lot of times, both parents have to work and all that kind of stuff. Well, and usually,
1: and, I think in the United States, men go back to work after two weeks and women go back to work after six. Oh
2: my gosh, it's crazy.
1: Could you imagine? I can't. We've been really blessed. You know, my mom had to put Nicole and I in daycare. I think we were five weeks old. Oh
0: my
2: so, gosh. like, Buddy,
1: could you imagine my mom dropping off to her twin little buddy? Oh, look, at him smiling, Brian. Oh, oh Brian. Her buddy's smiling at Brian right now. Dropping him off at daycare, like my mom said, she was a wreck.
2: I, I imagine when we dropped off Birdie for uh, preschool, like uh,
1: <laughs> I both, I think we're we crying. were
2: both, and we were just, we were literally just doing it so she could socialize with other kids, just for two half days a week. <laughs> and we dropped her off, and she's looking at us with those big tears oh, in her eyes, and gosh. it was just like, oh man.
1: I know we thought we were making a mistake, but then she became obsessed and then you realize like, okay.
2: She actually asked me the other day, or she said, I need to go to school today. I need to see, Miss Helen needs me. Oh,
1: that's really cute. Yeah, But you know, I have to say, it's been so nice having Brian since, you know, Buddy's been here. And even before Buddy came, Brian had some time off. And um, I feel like whenever you go back to work, I'm going to be a wreck. I feel like I'm just not going to be able to swing it.
2: Well, not only that, think of how much I'm going to miss because I'm, I like miss them, miss you all. It's different when you're used to when you get in that in that zone of like, okay, this is your routine. You leave on this day, you come back on this day, then you get a couple days at home, then you leave again, and you get used to it. You get used to like missing your family, but then now having this time, it just gets. It's to be really hard to leave.
1: I know. I mean, can you believe it's been five weeks since Buddy's been here? It's crazy. What have been like your highlights, would you say, in the last five weeks?
2: Well, so it's interesting because this time is so different than last time because this was just if Bree didn't have the baby by a certain date, then she just goes in and we have a C-section in the morning, which is so much different than like trying to push all day and then... Having an emergency C-section at night. So this one seemed a lot more relaxed, but we didn't know the gender of the baby. And this whole time, the whole time Brie was pregnant, I thought, it's a girl. It's a girl. I just felt it. And I just felt like I am meant to be the father of girls. Like I'm a perfect girl dad. And so the whole time I just thought it was a girl. And then moments before I walk into the operating room for Brie's C-section... I was uh, meditating, just trying to calm myself a little bit because it's nerve-wracking, and I just got this feeling. I was like, it's a boy. like It's for sure a boy. And uh, Bree's doctor actually came in and said, are you ready? And I said, yeah, but I just have to say this to you before we go in there and we get the surprise. This whole time I've thought it was a girl, and now I'm convinced it's a boy.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because, I mean, obviously I was going through the what do you call it like um all the pre stuff yeah yeah so i didn't know brian thought that and so i thought that was really cool because you guys he was so set that we were having a girl which then kind of made me feel like we were having a girl even though i kept going back and forth brian what was it like because for me it's so different when i'm laying there and <laughs> i'm going through the c-section <laughs> but you're like watching it pretty much like you're sitting there like i'm trying to, I'm, to-
2: okay just so everybody's aware I'm not watching it. Well,
1: you're watching me I'm go not through wa- it. All. I'm
2: watching Bree because
1: he sits right next to me. I sit right next to him and he holds my hand. But is it really weird for you? It's like-
2: really weird. It's it's terrifying. Although going through what we went last time, this one was infinitely less terrifying. You can just hear so much, and I don't know. I'm somebody who gets a little nauseous around a lot of like, yeah. It's not it's not that I get nauseous around blood because like I wrestled for years, but I get nauseous around like. Guts. You right? get
1: nauseous around like hospital,
2: hospital um, stuff.
1: Stuff like if he sees a shot or he sees any of the, I want to call them utensils, but that's not the word. What are they? They're like hospital utensils, but all their little like you know gadgets.
2: Yeah, all their all their gizmos. <laughs> I get I get nervous around all your little hospital gizmos. You
1: do though. Yeah, I do. But tell everyone the feeling you had when. Because it was really cool, you guys, and I know I said this a couple weeks ago, but when they pulled down the curtain and Brian was the one who got to see the gender and announce it, um, how was that feeling when they pulled down the curtain and you saw this (laughs) little wiener in your face? It's just so
2: funny because the first thing, because you're looking for gender and we don't know the gender, is that when they pulled the baby up, I didn't look at his face. The first thing I do is I look at his junk (laughs) to see, is there junk or is there no junk? And that will determine if we have a boy or girl. And so that was the weirdest thing. It's like, okay, where's the junk? Is there junk? There's junk. We have a boy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What was that feeling like? It was Uh, cute because I could tell you were surprised. Like when you said it.
2: Yeah. Well. Unless I was
1: that out of it. You were.
2: You were that out of it. Uh, It was just like, it was weird because it was just this confirmation of this. Deep intuition that I had moments before we went in. So yeah, that was interesting. Although realistically, you have a fifty-fifty shot. So I mean, it was a it was a coin flip about whether that intuition was right or not. You know, but it was it's just interesting that this whole time I thought it was a, a girl, and then I get this deep intuition that it's a boy, and then it's a boy.
1: And like I I know you like you were so excited, but does it like I don't know for a dad like do you, does it make you just like kind of Fast forward in the future and all of a sudden, like whoa, it's like my little son and all these things we're gonna do. What's that feeling like?
2: Oh my brain doesn't work like that you should know that by now I know like I, she has all these she has all these ideas <laughs> I have those of moments like, for him. like aren't you <laughs> aren't you super excited for this and I'm like, huh and like my brain my brain just doesn't fast forward really you fast forward so much in I your do. brain about like what's gonna happen or we'll we'll be able to do this or we'll be able to do that and all that kind of stuff where I'm I'm very much present moment so
1: we got birdie in like dance class right and how many fast forward moments did I have like just picturing the day recital was going to be.
2: I wish you could see me shaking my head.
1: And I couldn't wait. And then COVID took it away from me.
2: And it wasn't just like this year's recital. It's just like, I would love for when Birdie's eight years old to be able to go to these. Just think of how incredible those dance routines are going to (laughs) be when she's eight years old. And
1: I was like, maybe she can do the Nutcracker and then we'd have this fun holiday thing.
2: Don't turn into one of those moms. Mm -hmm. We need to let her love what she loves yeah
1: i mean i've even told brian i can't wait till she's old enough and i can take her to france
2: (laughs) oh my gosh and like you know oh i hope she's an artist like i hope she's
1: like (laughs) i mean birdie can be whatever she's want but yeah i'm a fast forward thinker like i'll sit and i'm a daydreamer so i picture like buddy by the way you guys the first thing i did because when brian announced it was a boy i was like So excited, but I didn't need to look at the wiener. So I first thing I want to do is look at his face. And, you know, you just want to stare at everything. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, my gosh. There is a mini version of my husband dangling in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just look at Buddy now even. And I'm still trying to find some of the features of me. I I think I found a couple. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just picture he and Brian. Like, I'm sure they're going to wrestle around and all this. But just them looking alike and being together and it just makes my heart smile. I like, I can't wait for all that.
2: Yeah. It's a, you know, it's really fun for me because, um, especially because my dad has passed and all that kind of stuff. When I was sending pictures to my mom, my uncle, my sister and stuff like that, uh, introducing them to buddy, you know, um, like, uh, my uncle texted me back. Who's my dad's brother. And, uh, you know, it brought a tear to his eye, and just the fact too that he he kind of looks like me, and I look like my dad is just kind of neat. Although right. it does it does make me sad that like my dad's not here to see him, and that not only my dad's not here to see him, but my uh, my dad's wife, um, Darby, who Darby, would have just been yeah, over the she moon. would have been over the moon. She passed away, I think it was uh, October of last year. Yeah. And so,
1: and the um, last thing I have like this vision I have of Darby is when you and I were walking up, and um, I wasn't pregnant. No, no, because she passed um, October, and I got pregnant in November. But I'll never forget, we were walking up, and she saw you, and she got so emotional because how much you look like your dad. Yeah. And then I was like, gosh, if she would have then saw little Buddy here, she would have really freaked out because he's definitely a mini version of them. It's funny because sometimes in the night when Buddy, I'm just going to say Buddy Jr., won't go to sleep, I literally pray to my papa, pray to everyone up there. And then I'll pray to your dad. I go, buddy, please, can you just like rock him and talk to him and let me sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else does that out there, but I call on every angel, Jesus, everyone you can imagine. And I'm like, please, like, can you just tell him to go to sleep? That his mom needs sleep. Like, I I really, I get desperate through the night. I'm, I'm a sleeper. So... For me, like when my sleep is sacrificed, Brian will tell you it's like it's hard on me, right, Brian?
2: Yeah, it's hard on me because it, it's when, on when, me. Thi- when things when things are hard on Brie, that gets doubly hard for for me,
1: right? Well, this is the thing. I wish I could have went through the pregnancy. I wouldn't mind like the stretch marks, whatever, gaining some weight, some gaining a lot of weight. But like, give Brian the postpartum. Like, let him go through that. Like, I don't want to breast. Like, I love breastfeeding, but like, I would have
2: gladly taken all of it.
1: He definitely would have. I would
2: have gladly taken all of but it.
1: But I just love sleep. So it was funny because the other day, Bertie was like, what's wrong, mama? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm just confused because I'm breastfeeding again. And I don't know if I'm overdoing it. And then she was like, well, does dad have boobies? Can he breastfeed? And I was like, honey, I wish he could. And I love breastfeeding. I'm just like, I'm at a point like, I feel like a lot of women where you're just confused. Like every day I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, am I doing this wrong? I'm pretty sure the latch is right. Um, I know I'm an overproducer. I have too much milk and I'm like, my nipples this is hurt. a good
2: time to talk about how our society is broken and no longer feeds the needs of what people actually need. Right? Like what we need are support systems and what we need are things where it's like, uh, so because you don't grow up around helping women who have, babies. By the time you get to you, having your own babies, you're not familiar with all these very common problems. And because we're not all helping each other in the way that humans were intended to help each other. I just think it's... um
1: Like there's some people I can text, right? Who but are, I mean, that's like, not the same thing but as it's being not, there. It's I not agree. the same
2: It's not the same thing as, as having a group of people saying, here, let me hold your baby. Let me put your baby up to your boob and show you the proper latch. Let right. me do this. Which when Let, we had
1: the postpartum doula with Bird, she was doing that, and I felt like
2: which is great was but, so easy. But we're lucky because we're we have the resources to pay somebody to do that. A lot I of people, agree. a lot of people don't, and so it's like for those uh, mothers and uh, couples out there who have infants who don't have that help and don't have that support. I mean, just think, and we're lucky because Buddy's just this incredible baby. Just this sloth-like baby who's just like... (laughs) So you guys have to
1: see him in my arms right now. He is like out. He just, he was fussy because he just wanted to be in mama's arms. Yeah, He wanted to be by the boob, let's be honest. Want to know the milk supply was close by. Yeah, But it is true, Brian. I do agree with you on that. And I, I believe it does take a village to raise a kid. And Sometimes I'm like, I feel so blessed and so lucky because even you guys, Brian in the morning, he comes and grabs Buddy and lets me have another, depending on what my day is like, another one to three hours of sleep and then he makes me like this big shake because, you know, I'm trying to lose
2: weight. It's a I, marathon, not a sprint.
1: I know, but your shakes thinks. every morning really make me feel like the weight's going to come off quicker, and his shakes really to, make me poop, you Do you want to talk to him about
2: what yeah, well, I was going to say? <laughs> they do. <laughs> I've been putting this prebiotic fiber in, uh, in her shakes because you weren't able to poop for a while. Yeah,
1: and I'm a pooper, and I wasn't able to poop, and then when I was starting to poop, I was in so much pain, huh, Brian? Yeah. He would hear me like moaning and groaning in there. And all of a sudden Brian puts this fiber in my shakes and I'm like, what the, I feel like I drop so much weight, but also like it comes out so great.
2: Big props to Dave Asprey. Who owns Bulletproof Coffee? Because I actually got the idea from him. Because um, I, I take it myself, but I listened to his podcast, and he said for a while he was taking fifty grams of prebiotic fiber every morning. Now I do not recommend doing that. I give Brie five to ten grams of prebiotic and, fiber, but like, and uh, it makes me go. But I tried the fifty grams uh, once when I was in quarantine, <laughs> and I was just like, "Whoa, this is oh, wild." Really? Maybe yeah. that
1: will make help me drop this
2: baby. Oh, weight. you need to stop it with the weight. <laughs> I wish, uh, I wish our society too was less focused on weight and more focused on health.
1: Right, and I do. I'm this time around. I'm not putting pressure on myself, but you know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, all right, like you know, I got, I got a ways to go. Let's just be honest. And it's been too damn hot for me to do anything. And I know I can't, because my C-section, but just I'm very flabby. You know, I'm lucky I like boho clothes and I could really cover up. Nicole actually called me the other day because these paparazzi shots came out of her and she's like, "Brie, I don't dress right for postpartum. She's like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I wear big clothes. I'm like, just wear, be a little baggier.
2: She doesn't have any baggy clothes.
1: No, she doesn't. And she told me like that, like what brands does she buy and stuff? I'm like, well, I don't know. Especially because her boobs are so big. I was like, I mean. Just
2: just eBay? secondhand muumus
1: you wanna know what's funny Brian I DM'd her all the secondhand places uh-huh. where she could share her clothes cause she has so many and she's like I don't get this and I'm like well why don't you give away some of your Louboutins and get oh some boho clothes in return
0: oh <laughs> Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration.
1: And use the promo code podcast24 for 20% off at texaspeak.com. Brian and I tried factor meals and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just 2 minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make, you know exactly what you're eating, they're healthy, you know the calorie intake, and there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off.
0: Plus a free sixty dollar gift. That's T H R I V E Market.com slash twins. Thrive Market.com slash twins.
2: So one of the things that's been fascinating to me learning is how to navigate the wiener. Right?
1: Actually that that is Navigating the Wiener.
2: When you're changing a diaper.
1: But I actually feel like it's easier than with stuff with bird.
2: No, they're just different. So the hard part with females is getting poop out of vaginas, right? Right. Getting poop out of vaginas is very difficult. But there is a certain frustration to not knowing where a wiener is going to, what it's going to do next. It's like a wild garden hose. Just like... There, I remember the first week being so overwhelmed by like, oh no! Like I'm, I just cleaned. He had this huge, messy poopy diaper, and I'm trying to clean it. And then I just about finished, and then he starts pooping all over again. And I'm like, ah! And then right as I'm cleaning that up again, he pees right on me. And because the wiener, it doesn't. The vagina pees only one way. The wiener, it's yeah, like a water
1: hose. But this is the thing. What I noticed is when you start to see it go up, that means he's going to pee. So I quickly throw a washcloth on.
2: I've just started covering it at all times.
1: Brian always, even with Birdie, would do the same. They all pee and poop on him. Never with me. Yeah. But yeah. I think because I, I I feel like they know you scream and you get a little weird with No, 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 no I don't scream. <laughs> you did with Bird. I'll <laughs> never forget it. It's like the first time I heard well, you so scream like a girl. I was,
2: you know, I'm very... Anti poop, right? When he I is, say it's so weird. When I say, no, it's just because I've had a lot of infections in my life, and so I have to, you know, uh, I have a weak immune system, and so I have to keep myself very clean, you know, that sort of but thing. But it's
1: breastfeeding poop. It's so different. It's
2: still poop, and so it's like when when you're not used to dealing with poop, and this and this is my defense. Now I'm a lot better with it, but when you're not used to dealing with poop, those first couple days of just. Because with Birdie, I tried to change every diaper. Yeah, he did. And, like, it's been different with Buddy because I've been taking care of Birdie for the most part, where Bree takes care of Buddy for the most part. And, like, I change diapers when I do with him. But um, but anyways, with Birdie, I was trying to change every diaper. So it's just like you're surrounded by poop at all times.
1: I know. But I have to say, when the wiener kind of goes up, he's going to pee. You just got to remember that.
2: The wiener is a wild hunter. It you is. You never know what he's going to do.
1: It is. But I have to say the one cute thing is how Birdie's been with Buddy. I have to say she doesn't get jealous. She The only time she ever gets jealous is if, you know, she wants my attention. And I'm breastfeeding Buddy or doing something. Then I get shoes thrown my direction or dog toys. But other than that, I feel like Birdie has been such a great older sister.
2: She's been great. But one of the things that Bree doesn't see is in the mornings when Birdie desperately wants to come in and see her mama in the morning. Aww. And daddy has to like her back. That breaks my back. heart
1: because she likes to come in and cuddle with me. And it's weird. I was telling Nicole because Nicole's like, do you ever get nervous like you're going to fall asleep really hard and not hear anything? And I'm like, no, I feel like moms have just always one ear on. And I'll hear Birdie in the morning. Even if I'm sleeping, I know she's awake. Do you know what I mean, Brian? Mm-hmm. And it's like that mommy ear. And But sometimes I get FOMO because I'm like, wait, that's supposed to be me cooking her breakfast and being with her. But I still try to make it where we take our showers and we do everything and we get a lot of time because I do miss her. Like I had to put a picture by my nightstand just because I was like, I miss my bird. Like especially when Brian was gone a lot in the beginning of this pandemic It was so much of just Bird and I, and I would sleep with her and like different little things. And I just, I don't know. I really missed all that. It is crazy. You do miss your older child when your new one comes in. Can you tell everyone all the things you have taught Birdie in the last couple months? Because I am blown away. Even, was it this morning? Yeah, this morning she was singing me the... um, Was it Monday, Tuesday?
2: Yeah. She was. What do you
1: call it? Days of the week (laughs) song? The days of the week. Yeah.
2: I'm like. She was. Yeah. Those are called the days of the week. Well, I, you know, I don't know. And she was singing them to you. Uh, Yeah. I just find that teaching her things in song is the easiest way. But. Really, I teach her things that she's interested in, and I think that's – I've read a bunch of books on learning, which I'm fascinated by, and I'm not just talking about kids learning. I'm talking about just like how we learn and – so for example, why was I not interested in history in high school when history is fascinating? I've really become deeply interested in American history to figure out like how did we get like this? And why was this not taught to me in school when I spent X number of years learning American history and I didn't re- learn any of this? And so one of the ideas is take what your kids are interested in and let them go deep on it, you know? And by going deep on it, they learn other things and then they'll learn sidetracks to those things. Like I don't know how Bertie became interested in dinosaurs, but she's become really interested in dinosaurs. And by learning about dinosaurs, she's learned about like eggs and reptiles and birds and the difference between all those things and like how long ago dinosaurs lived and different types of dinosaurs and the differences like how many horns does a triceratops have, right? So what does tri mean? Tri means three. And then because when Josie passed, it was really interesting. We would go out, uh, Birdie and I go out and look at the moon quite a bit. And all of a sudden one day she was just like, Is Josie on the moon? And I was like, uh yeah, she might be sweet girl. And then she became fascinated with the moon and planets. And every time she sees the moon, it's like, is Jojo up there? And like, "Yes, yeah, sweet girl, oh, it's she is. So
1: cute. When I when she told me that JoJo fell off the moon. And she picked her up and she made her take a nap. And then after her nap, she chucked her back up to the moon. <laughs>
2: it was so cute. But because of her interest in the moon, she's had a deep interest in the planet. And so now she can, like, we've, uh, I got her these things like the sun. It's a solar system. It's a whole thing. And so she can line up the planets and name each of the planets. And she keeps saying, is Pluto a planet? And I say, no, sweet girl, Pluto's not a planet. How come? And I said, honestly, I don't know why <laughs> it used to be a planet, but it's not a planet anymore.
1: <laughs> but I was even shocked when she knew the planet that was sideways, which I didn't even know there was a planet that was sideways. And when I'm it's, standing it's, there, and she's like, "What is it, Uranus?"
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was I like, was,
1: "Birdie knows that."
2: So I always knew there was a planet that was sideways, but um, I always for, would forget which one. But the Storybots has this great song. So there's a, a show called Storybots. I, I think it's on Netflix. It's, on, it's Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah, but um, I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's. Um, Uh, it's really funny because they have this planets episode and there's a song about it. And then they talk about Uranus and he's embarrassed about being sideways. And I thought I'd be embarrassed if my name was Uranus. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: actually really funny. But when she's like saying all this, I'm like, huh, Brian, I was standing there staring at her and I was like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, she knows more than me.
2: (laughs) Brie, what's the closest planet to the sun?
1: Earth. No, just kidding.
2: (laughs) What's the hottest planet? The hottest? Yeah.
1: Um, Saturn? Oh, shit. No? Okay, wait.
2: What's the largest planet? Uh,
1: Saturn. It looks so big.
2: Brie, which planet has the, uh, the largest rings around it? Saturn. There you go. There's one.
1: Oh, is the largest planet Earth?
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: No, it's one of the smallest, huh?
2: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it it is a smaller planet in comparison. Birdie knows the answers to all these questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I don't. Why she would be great at Bella Brains.
2: Yeah, one of the things that I was really proud of was when she said the name of the dinosaur at the pediatrician's office.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys, so I don't even know if I said this on the podcast. I don't think I did, but the pediatrician just asked her things, like her favorite things, and she's like, who's your favorite dinosaur? And Birdie said, what, Brian? I can't even say it.
2: Uh... Parasaurolophus.
1: That's what she said to the pediatrician. And the pediatrician <laughs> goes, I don't even know what dinosaur that is. And she goes, The duck dinosaur. Du- a duck dinosaur. <laughs> she goes, You're three? <laughs> it, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, I can't even pronounce that word.
2: That's one of my favorite things that I've been doing with this kind of like paternity time that I've had is teaching birdie things. It's a lot of fun
1: it's amazing and she
2: loves learning i think kids are just naturally curious too
1: they really are well you guys we're so happy you joined us and that you're all caught up with brian and i and our parenting skills even though we don't feel like we're mature enough to have kids i feel like we're doing a pretty damn good job so far
2: right and even if people were to criticize us and say that we're not doing a very good job Bree will just get mad at him and 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 tell you off, yeah. (laughs) Like those persons just jealous. They're stupid.
1: (laughs) Brian has to deal with all that. I'm like Brian, you won't believe who's hating. Yeah, and he's always like, stop worrying about it. I'm like, ugh. I'm always like, can you just be on my side for once, ever?
2: Somebody criticized me about this. I'm like, who cares?
1: (laughs) I know. Whatever. That's why we work. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Brian, for joining me on this week's episode of the Bella's podcast. And I know everyone is so happy to hear all your thoughts and everything with Buddy and Birdie. So thank you for joining me.
2: You're welcome.
1: Even though I know you didn't really have anything else to do during Birdie's nap.
2: Well, oh, other than nap myself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you for sacrificing your nap for being with me.
2: Yeah. Thank you for sacrificing energy to entertain more people.
1: And I would like to say you get to go nap right now, but we have one more segment with you. So up next, you guys, is Bella Army Q&A.
0: Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in, in our eyes. today. So many of us love coffee Mm and like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot,
1: Brian Army q and As always, tweet at Bella Twins with the hashtag Bella's Podcast, and we might pick your question to answer on the show. This question is from at Nick C602. And the question is, for Daniel, what rookie mistakes or new dad moves have you seen Artem do so far?
2: Ooh. To be fair, I haven't been around him that much. With the kid, right?
1: I mean, I would say a good, a good three weeks. You were
2: was I? I felt like they were in their house so much, and then not over here. That is true. That I didn't see. I didn't see much. I also am not somebody who's going to be like, "Oh man, what a new dad!" Mm-hmm. Like,
1: because we've been through it. But is there one thing what you've seen him do, or maybe you've heard Nicole say that he's done that you kind of feel like, "Oh." That's a new dad thing.
2: Well, I mean, I just think the biggest thing for all dads, and especially when the mom is breastfeeding and doing all that kind of stuff, is to make sure you support the mother. You know what I mean? And I, Like, he was doing a really good job, I know, of making Nicole food and all that kind of stuff, but then also changing as many diapers as possible, you know, that sort of thing. I
1: mean, I have to say, Artem's doing a really great job. And, you know, I always say for dads and I think this is a hard thing for new dads to understand is the baby doesn't want the boob all the time. Like it could be dirty diaper or it could be something else. I feel like that's such a new dad thing when they're like the baby cries and they're like, Oh, it's hungry. It's oh, like, no, oh, that's no, yeah, not.
2: Maybe that's the big thing. And especially because both of our boys are milk monsters and want to eat all the time. Just this idea of, Oh, he's crying. He needs the boob. Um, that's not always the case. And try to sue them the best way that you can because sometimes moms just need a break.
1: One hundred percent. Mamas just
2: need a break sometimes.
1: And I feel like too, if there's something going on, don't always leave it to the mother to figure it out. You start to do research. That's big thing for new dads. Like don't always put everything on the mom's shoulders. Pick up the computer, Google, call. A pediatrician, do something. Don't let the mom stress about that because there's so many other things she's like worrying about. So yeah, and I just want to say too that what
2: I just said is just all new dad advice, not just specific to Artem. Because like I said, i i didn't I didn't feel like I saw a lot of. lot of things i'm also not somebody who's very critical of other people but i do want to say that he was really great when it came to like cooking for nicole and all that kind of stuff before he just took off for dancing with the stars that's my big criticism (laughs) just taking off to go be a ballroom dancer and on the tv in front of all those millions of people it's so funny because i remember he. he Do you know what i say i say your son needs a daddy more than people need more dancers. That's what I say.
1: <laughs> You're so crazy. But <laughs> I remember he told Nicole, he's like, this article said, like, yeah, he just picked up and left to go to L.A. for Dancing with the Stars. And he's like, I didn't do that, did I? But, you know, the, the world he we're all a part a of. He didn't have a choice. And it's something we're all used to because we're all in entertainment. So we all get it. Like when a gig comes up, a gig comes up.
2: Your son needs a daddy more than these people need another dancer. That's what I say.
1: You guys, I'm going to hear this now all day long. Tonight at dinner, this is what Brian's going to be saying over dinner.
2: <laughs> it's going to be on my new Twitch account. Oh, my
1: gosh. You don't have a Twitch. <laughs> I love it because I saw someone tweet Brian about what, what do you always talk about? That doesn't tout. E- tout. That doesn't exist.
2: Sign up to my Tout account. Ugh.
1: All right. Look what Buddy we started. Buddypeacock
2: at Tout.com. You can't
1: use Buddy Peacock anymore because your son's Buddy. You got to come up with a new name.
2: Huh? (laughs) Lloyd Peacock.
1: All right. We're out of here. That's it. Lloyd Peacock out. You are crazy. That's it for this week's Bella Army Q&A.
2: Lloyd Bonnier Peacock out.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast and thank you, Brian, for joining me and letting everyone know what you've been feeling like being a daddy to two and make sure to tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast and call us at 833-QBELLAS to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bellas Podcast, so make sure to follow us at the Bellas Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless, and you'll always go bream out if you drink along with us. See you next Wednesday. And as Bertie likes to say,